Okay, let's start with a bit of a time warp. I'm going back to 1990. I just want to tell you a little bit of a story about something that happened to me in 1990. Um, it's quite a while ago, isn't it? Um, but uh, I had a friend, a really good friend, a Christian guy, and he, um, he was talking to me one day. This guy called Trent Hodson. Some of you may even know him. He's a, he's a pastor of a church now. And um, he gave me this box, and what it was was a box of cassette tapes. Anyone remember cassette tapes? Okay. Had anyone ever had a tape deck chew up a cassette tape? Yeah. And you're trying to glue it deep. Oh, it's just terrible. Um, but this box was of uh, a guy speaking at a conference called Signs and Wonders and Church Growth. And this guy was John Wimber. And uh, John Wimber was the founder of the Vineyard Movement. And it's the first time I'd ever heard about this guy. And uh, this guy said, you should listen to these tapes. And so I thought, oh, well. And I listened to the first one, which was John just telling his, his story. Uh, and, uh, and then I listened to the next one, listened to the next one. And it was just like, where has this guy been all my life? It's, uh, it's it just, there's something about the, the way he was talking about God and and faith and life and ministry and being church together that just lit my heart up. It just lit my heart up, and it felt like I would just sort of this is this is answering questions and the questions I hadn't even quite worked out yet. And he was just like, it just I just felt like, how do I get more of this? What what is this all about? And it's just it's it's a lot of stuff that a lot of churches now um, believe, but back back then it was like it was revolutionary stuff. And um, and John Wimber was a pretty humble guy um, for a guy that God was using miraculously in, in so many ways. There was churches were he was planting churches, you know, that were pop, leading a, a movement of churches that were growing around uh, the states and then wider all around the world. Um, the power of God that would be seen when he was, you know, he would. Uh, be ministering it was just incredible incredible stuff um but he's a pretty humble guy you know he just used to talk about himself he said i'm just a i'm just a fat man trying to get to heaven (laughs) that was what he said about himself and uh but i just i just loved it you know like you know like so 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 i can pray for someone and and see them get healed so so i can i can hear from god for myself and i can hear from god for others and um so as I reach out to God, then God wants to come and, 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 and meet with me and, 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 and be with me. It was just, it was wonderful. Now, there was no vineyard church in New Zealand way back then. And um, God and his plans for Jacinda and I were married by that stage. And um, um, he led us to, um, over to England and to a vineyard church over there, a vineyard church in, in Oxford. And the pastors of that church was um, Andrew and Mandy Might, and their youngest son is with us today. It's like just he's here for two weeks, so that's David right there. Give us a wave. So, uh, so he didn't exist when we were there. His his three older brothers were, but he he didn't. So, um, so that's pretty cool having him here. Um, and we connected with this vineyard vineyard church, and then twelve months into this. Over that period of 12 months, just feel the stirring and this calling uh, uh, about should we be going into pastoral ministry? Um, it wasn't my training. It wasn't what I was thinking was going to be ahead for me. And um, a lot of praying about that, which um, 
and uh, it was about 1993 that um, was at a uh, at a conference and uh, had a very very powerful encounter with God, and it was very very clear that it was what God was wanting for us. And it was actually David's um, father actually was in the midst of that that time. He prayed. He says like. God is, wants you to know you're called to the vineyard. And when he prayed that, the power of God just came on me. And I was like, felt like I was plugged into the national grid. It just was the most, you know, I was, I was touching people and going, can you feel that? It just felt like it was just, it was, a, it was quite a remarkable thing. Um, and um, so I'm, I'm coming away from this. I'm thinking, yeah, I, I, could, I think I could do this. I, I think, because we're in England at the time, I think, you know, like, you know, when we go back to New Zealand, I think, I think Kiwis would just love what we've fell in love with when it comes to the Vineyard, the vineyard Church. You know, just, just being real, just having, you know, everyone, everyone can do the stuff that Jesus did. You know, that was the thing we loved about the Vineyard. You know, we can all do this thing. We can all pray for the sick. We can all, we can all hear from God. And just relaxing about the, the breaking into the kingdom. There was this, a guy, a, a Vineyard pastor over there, and I remember going to a, a seminar there teaching about um, some stuff and um, and in between sessions, this guy came up to this guy, and they started praying. And this guy, um, some demonic manifestations started happening. And so this guy started, you know, it was in the break. Everyone was off having a cup of coffee. These guys were up the front kind of like this. And this, this vineyard pastor was, was praying for this guy. and But he wasn't shouting. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't thinking, like, the higher the volume, the more effective we're going to be. He's just praying. And this guy was, you know, doing doing this thing, and um, and in the midst of that, one of his friends of the pastor came up to him and gave him a, a can of Coke. And so on the one hand, he's sort of praying for this guy, and this guy's, you know, some real full-on stuff's happening, and this guy sort of stops, and he kind of opens his Coke and has a sip, and then just keeps praying, and I'm going like, these are my people. <laughs> I love this place. And the guy, you know, the demon got cast out and um, the guy got set free. Um, but, you know, I'm thinking, like, I could be a pastor in the vineyard. They don't have too high standards. <laughs> you know, I, I, don't, I don't have to wear shiny shoes or, you know, pray in a funny voice, you know. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know, you don't have to, I don't have to do that. It's just me. It's just, it's just being real. Let's fast forward a little bit. I'm just going to give you a little backstory here. Fast forward to like four years ago, and Coast Vineyard was three families meeting in our lounge on, on Sunday afternoons, and it was pretty much exactly four years ago, February. Kids were out playing in, in the backyard, and we prayed and we worshipped and we listened to God and we, and we tried to work out what, was, what we were supposed to be doing, and then we went and talked to people about what God had put on our hearts, and, and then other people thought, I want to be a part of that, and they or they went and um, heard what we were saying and thought, like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna come and be a part of this thing. And God led people to us, and and um, three and a half years ago, we had our first Sunday morning right here in uh, in Stanmore Bay School. There was fifty people that were part of what we we're doing that were over thirteen, and we thought, like, anyone over thirteen, they can do stuff. We can sit out chairs, and so the people were doing the welcoming, then they'd be running down and doing the kids, and then they'd be, you know, the people would be doing the worship, and then they'd be, you know, running and making coffees, and it was it a was fun time. And um, and here we are. Here we are now. We are um, a church now where I 
think a little over 300 people have said this is their church home. And um, that's pretty cool. I mean, look around, it's pretty cool. Um, let, me, let me just throw up a few photos um, of just a few things that have been happening in the life of the church. This morning is about where are we going in, in 2017. And for those of you that are here um, visiting, and it's just going to be here for um, just today, um, this, is, this is where we're going. And, uh, um, but let me just show you a few things, of just some of the life of the church. We just sort of grabbed a few things. Those are the 24-7 prayer things. We did two, two prayer things, and people are just telling stories about... Um, how God just met them in, in wonderful ways over those two times we've had last year. So prayer is, is so big and important for us. And let's just keep scrolling through these things. So, so Easter camp, and again, this, this, oh, Easter camp's coming up too. And I think today is the last day for registrations, for the cheap registration. So um, lives incredibly um, changed through that time there. So baptisms keep going, keep going. There's another, there's baptisms, just grabbed a few of them there. Um, men eating food, which is what men do. We're, we're good at that. Um, young adults, keep going, keep going. Young adults doing crazy things. Um, don't we love our kids? It's another time when the kids did it. As our national conference, again, lives changed. Um, Nepal trip, and some of us went up there, and just what a, what a wonderful time that was. Celebrate. We like to celebrate. We like doing family together. So that was one of, that was our church birthday last year. What else we got? Just... Um, Quiz night, more food, Christmas Eve service, and then just last weekend, just, just stay on that, there. just go back to that. Eh? Isn't that cool? Look at all those ages and, and, and everything there. Those sponges are full of water, <laughs> people are putting over there. And then a um, couple more photos there of just, um, just the life that's happening in, in, at, uh, at Coast Vineyard. So. And then there's always that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it for those, the photos? Yeah. So. But, I mean, it's people, but, but what that is reflecting is that is it's not just people being together, but it's, it's people being together and journeying and lives being changed. And the stories that, you know, we get to, to hear so many stories, you know, there's, here's some of the things I've just written down that I just sort of see happening you know, week by week. It's people connecting and inspiring each other to grow in faith, you know, people coming to faith. People coming back to church and recommitting to Jesus. Oh, just so good. Um, so many stories coming out about children and our youth, about God's work, God at work in their lives. We're out serving our community in different ways. There's deepening friendships. Church weekend away. Wasn't that good for those of you that were there? It was a good time. So if you weren't there, um, next time, okay? There's evangelism, the Alpha, you know, the evangelism programs. There's the 24-7 prayer. There's the you know, leadership training mission things. Um, and it's interesting, in the midst of that, I just have to say that for me personally, it was very challenging for me towards the end of last year. So we're starting the church. I've been working two jobs and uh, with the church growing and a few things happening in my other job towards the end of last year, um, sort of really emptied the tank for me personally. And um, um, so, yeah, it was, it was a challenging time. Had some good time off over, um, over January, but... Um, um, but yeah, I was a little bit, a little bit fried at the end of last year. So just, uh, um, but feeling pretty good now. Nothing like a good holiday to get things going. So, okay, so that's that's some of the things that's just in the life of the church. So what's ahead? You know what, what's what is ahead? And um, here's the thing: you got to realise that when it comes to like, so what are we going to be doing this year? What's the vision of the church? Where are we going? 
um, church life is pretty simple. You know, we're not going to be suddenly changing direction from last year to this year in terms of what's, what's in the mix for us. Um, it's pretty simple. And really, there's probably just three things that are just so important in church life. And one is discipleship. I mean, that's a bit of an old-fashioned word. But it's a word that describes us following Jesus and learning to do that better this year than we did last year. It's so discipleship, it's community, this kind of stuff. God's family, people, you know, uh, caring for each other, caring, sharing, encouraging, enjoying each other, growing together. So it's discipleship, it's community, and mission. That we've, you know, God's calling us to say, to, to let others know about his love and, and his desire to want relationship with him. And I know we talked uh, last week at the church weekend away of, um, you know, four things that if you've been on the like, so what's, what, what's your church? Is it, like a, is it like a family? Is that what it's about? Or is it more just a place where people learn and grow? It's, it's really four things. It's, it's a school. It's a family. It's an army. And it's a hospital. We talked a little bit about that last week, so I won't go into that, uh, that now. So when you're looking ahead... It's just more of this. It's just more of this good stuff. But there's definitely a few things that God has been speaking to Jacinda and I about uh, for this year. So I'm going to throw those out there, and these are the things you know we're going to be um, pressing into this year. So you guys, all right? Okay. <laughs> just got such sleepy faces this morning. All right. One thing that God has just been planting in my heart over and over again is that we are called to be people that pursue the presence of God. And for those of you that have been around churches, especially you know, charismatic churches, you've probably heard that expression and you probably think, yeah, I know what that's all about. But for a lot of you, you just think, well, what? Pursue the presence of God. It seems a bit, that sounds a bit mumbo jumbo, you know, is that, is that a real thing? What is that all about? And, uh, there's this, again, there's a wonderful picture in the, um, from 3,000 plus years ago when, um, when Moses was with the Israelites and he, they had escaped from the, the tyranny and the slavery that they were under in Egypt, under the Pharaoh, and they had, you know, there'd been the parting of the Red Sea. They'd crossed over the Red Sea. The Egyptian army following them was, was, uh, was wiped out as the sea closed on them. And, um, and uh, but they don't know what's ahead. And, um, and there was a time when they were, they were all led to this uh, place called Mount Sinai. And God called Moses up to Mount Sinai to, to let Moses know what, the, what was next. And he was up there for quite some time. And everyone else was going like, man, this is like, what? we don't know what's going on. This is hard. We're not sure if he's even coming back. So what did they do? They took all the gold that they took with them out of Egypt and they made themselves a, uh, a golden calf and they started worshipping this golden calf. And God spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai and says, you've got to get down there because those guys are in such 
big trouble. You know, basically, God's just saying, like, you know, I can't believe this after all I've done. I'm going to go down and I'm going to smash them. And um, it's kind of a translation, little translation, figurative translation. Um, and um, in Exodus 33, it says this, Then the Lord said to Moses, Leave this place, you and the people you brought up out of Egypt, and go to the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I will send an angel before you and drive out the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Go to the land flowing with milk and honey. He's saying this to Moses, and then, he, and then God says to Moses, but I will not go with you, because you're a stiff-necked people, and I might destroy you along the way. And um, Moses then has this argument with God. So, you know, for those of you ever, it's okay to argue with God. It's just being real before him and just going like, so just put that one, take that one away with you. It's okay. Um, so Moses, then it says this in verse 15, then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing that you have asked. And it's like Moses was saying, like, don't. Like, almost like, if you're not going to go with us, God, let's just forget the whole thing. Let's just, let's just pull the plug. Let's call it all off. If you're not going to go with us, it's just, it's, it's not worth it. It's a waste of time. It was an absolute non-negotiable for Moses that he would need God's presence to be with him. And it was, back then, they were, there was different ways that the presence of God, they were aware that the presence of God was with them. I mean, they were led by a cloud uh, by day and a pillar of fire by night, and that kind of showed them that, that God was with them. And so, but that was thousands of years ago. What does that look like for us? It's like we're going to be a people that, you know, like God's been speaking to us and saying, like, you must be a people who pursue the presence of God. What does that look like for us? There's a wonderful book, and if there's some um, scholars amongst you and you want to, to read more about this, there's a wonderful book by a uh, professor and theologian called uh, Gordon Fee. And um, I just love this guy. And he wrote a book called God's Empowering Presence. And uh, it's a bit of a heavy book. He's written another book which is more um, for the everyday reader called Paul, the Spirit, and the People of God. It's kind of God's empowering presence, a little bit condensed down. Um, but what he says in this is that the Holy Spirit with us is the presence of God. And he talks about how Paul the Apostle, through the Scripture, Paul's writing is, is pointing to this priority of the Spirit's role in the life of the Christian community. And that it must be experienced as a living presence within the church. So, but what, is, what does this look like? This, this thing, the presence of God, what, is, what does it look like? Uh, and again, I apologize for those that weren't here last, um, last week at our uh, church weekend away. But something kicked in when we were worshiping together. And you look and you think like, it was a bit surprising because there were six guitars, acoustic guitars on stage and a guy sitting on a box whacking it. Um, I think like, but something kicked in, eh? 
And, uh, and I've had, heard this from a number of people. And, you know, some people would actually use that phrase. I says, wasn't that an incredible presence of God there amongst us when we were worshiping? Others, others didn't use that language. They just said something like, oh, man, well, it was just like, I just felt something there. Like, like I just felt something. something. Something there. For many of you, you would have felt the same thing this morning as we, as we worshiped together and just took that time to step back from the swirl of life and just opened up your heart to God and just expressed some of those things to God. Um, talked to another guy. Um, I was actually just sort of listening to conversations this week about, uh, about this and what it looks like for people. And, um, I was talking to a guy this week who's part of the church here, and, uh, and he said that um, it was a couple of weeks ago now, and he, he came into, into church, and just as he walked in the building, he just said, I just felt this incredible peace. And look, it doesn't have to happen just here. I'm just using examples, you know. I know a lot of people experience the presence of God in many ways throughout their week. But it was just, this is just an example. He just said, I just walked in the door and I just felt this peace. We had a conversation last night with, um, with Blair and Rachel. And, um, and um, you know, Rachel was saying, do you, think, do you think people who aren't Christians experience that sort of thing when, when there's just a, a presence of God when we worship or something like that? And, um, and we, we were just sort of saying, like, we've, we've had so many stories of people that aren't Christians and they'll walk into a church and they'll just start crying and they go, like, what's wrong with me? You know, what, what's happening? It's the presence of God. It's the presence of God. And sometimes when the Holy Spirit engages with us, there's like a physiological response. It's, it's not mumbo-jumbo. It's real. It's real. Like, at some people, they just feel, feel hot. They weren't hot before, and then they feel hot. Sometimes when we'd be praying for people and just in, inviting the Holy Spirit just to, to be at work in, in their lives, and, they'll, and you'll see there'll be something will just, their countenance will change. There'll, there'll be like a peace that will come on. Some people, uh, they, they lose the ability to stand. Like, it's just that actually that somehow their strengths you know, taken out of them when they encounter this presence of God. For some people, it's a lightness. For some people, they start shaking. Not all the time. Not everybody. Not. But um, for some people, they would talk about it as something like, I just feel like I'm being wrapped in love. And it's like, and for people that aren't people who, for this is uh, um, part of their experience with God, it, it can seem a bit odd almost a little bit wacky, but it's very real. And it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Feeling a presence that just exudes goodness. They just... And people will tell you, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd really encourage you to ask, ask people, like, so what, what have been your experiences with, with this, this thing that we talk about as the presence of God or the Holy Spirit at work in our lives? Um... You get some, you'll be encouraged. I know you will. So many good stories. Men, I know we don't really talk about that sort of stuff, but we're having a lunch. Maybe we should ask that of the person next to us when we have our lunch today. His presence is so worth pursuing. Knowing God is with you, it just gives you comfort in the, in the times when things aren't going well. Confidence to step into challenges, to take risks, to step into things that you may not otherwise. We want to be people of his presence. There's a quote from a guy called Hudson Taylor who was an incredible missionary into China. He says this, Many Christians estimate difficulty in the light of their own resources, and thus they attempt very little 
and they always fail. All giants have been weak men who did great things for God because they reckoned on his power and presence to be with them. I like that. I like that a lot. So we're going to, you know, we, we don't have the band up here worshipping because it's sort of the warm-up act for the speaker. We wanted to create places where we can open up our hearts to God. And we want, as we, you know, the scripture says in James 4, it says, as you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. And it's that given us that opportunity to draw near to God and with the hope and expectation that he's going to come and meet with us. I mean, how many people would say this morning as we worship that they actually felt some kind of presence of God with them this morning? That's a bunch of hands. It's, it's worth pursuing. It's such a, such a cool thing. So pursuing the presence of God. We're going to make room for that. It's going to be something you're going to hear about. We, and it's like, what does that look like for us as a church? We'll unpack that as we go. The other thing that as we look ahead for, uh, for this year, and let me give you a bit of backstory on this. When we started the church, um, people would say to us, like, what, what sort of church is this going to be? Is it going to be a, like a house church? Is it going to be a massive church? And we were saying that we really feel like God has um, called us to, to grow a church of 300 people. And, um, and we didn't know whether anyone would come when we started. But as I said earlier, there's over 300 people now that call this church home. And so, so what do we do now? You know, I know we're going to have to shut the doors. We're not going to shut the doors. Um, because there's something about what God's doing amongst us here that, that people are hearing about and they want to be a part of. And there is people out there that don't know God and we're going to play our part to help them find God. And so really what we're in now is as a church, we're in this place where we're going to, going to move from being a church of 300 people in heading towards being a church of, say, 500 people. And, and that's just going to look different. It's just going to look different and feel a little bit different. And, um, and we've got to work that out. We've got to work out what that's, uh, that's going to be like. Um, and what, but what that always means is that it, there's change. There's change happens. And change, I mean, change is something. Whenever change happens, there's always... Uh, a little bit of kind of excitement, but there's also a sense of loss, of um, of we're sort of leaving something behind, and um, you know, and and when you leave something behind, again we think back to that picture of the uh, you know God's people, the Israelites, leaving Egypt, and they were they were slaves, they were dehumanized, they were they were um, it was it was a horrible horrible time for them, and. Um, and then once they get away from that, and then, and then there's other things that are, are a little bit difficult, they start thinking about, oh, yeah, but remember those good things back then, back in Egypt? It's like, remember that? Remember, remember how we just, um, you know, we just, wasn't much food, but at least they gave us, you know, they gave us some food. And, and um, quickly forget the, 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 the incredible difficulties they're under, the oppression that they're under. But when it, when change is never easy, and there's always this mixture of, of uh, excitement and, and relief that we're getting into the new thing, but also of regret that we've had to leave something behind. Just as a bit of an aside here, we're, we're absolutely committed to planting churches, okay? So um, 
that's going to be a part of the mix. And so, but we're also committed to doing that as God leads us. And it's, you know, the right people, the right, you know, that we're going to be trained up and sending out at the right time at the right place. And, um, and that's, not, that's not now um, for whatever reason. But um, so we're excited about that. There's going to be a bunch of people that at some point we're going to go, hey, you know, we're going to do this new thing and we're going to plant something out in another part, um, another part of the, um, the, the city or the country. Um, and and there's, my guess is, is that there's some of you here that God is going to put his finger on you to actually be, um, be someone that's going to plant a church. Not, not many of you, very few of you, but, and even some of you young people that are here today, you may not have ever thought about that, but I just know that God is going to put this in your heart at some point. And you need to know that Coast Vineyard and Jacinda and I, we have just got such a big heart for investing into anyone that is going to be stepping into any sort of leadership roles and, and, and doing things for the kingdom. And, um, you know, there's, we've had some people that have been part of this church and have gone to other places and they just go, we just can't find anything like this place here. And, you know, Coast Vineyard is not the sort of church you can just find in any, any corner. And, um, but, you know, you, some of you, you, know, you could start and, and, and build a church like this. I'm just going to drop that in there, see where that goes. So, well, nearly, look, let me just run through a few things. What that what that might look like is we're a church that's going to it's going to be you know um, continuing to grow, um, and this is a huge part of of Jacinda and my heart is um, is that we're committed to growing bigger people. It's a funny little phrase. We're committed to growing bigger people. So for anyone that comes along to be part of Coast Vineyard, we want to see you step more and more into doing life well, into um, having skills around being able to do ministry and being able to um, use the gifts and talents that God has given you to be able to sow into the lives of other, other people and see lives change. Um, I've written some things down here. Faith, wisdom, capacity, skill, joy. Um, and it's it's discipleship. It's discipleship. We love you know we want to see we want to sow into people. There's going to be so there's going to be opportunities to do that. We talked about some of these leaders tracks, and it's not just about leadership because not everyone's called to, to lead. But there is um, there's discipleship groups that are that are kicking off. There's a there's a men's discipleship thing that's going to you're going to hear more about tomorrow at the uh, at the men's night that I'm really excited about. You know seeing that that kick in and and what that could could mean for for men. You know continuing to to become bigger people. Um, we've got people that are be co- going to be coming and, and sowing into the life of the church here that, um, that you're not going to want to miss, and I'm not going to give you some, uh, all the details there, but, uh, but watch out for that. Um, we just want to see people that, uh, that have got a heart to become better next year than they are this year. Um, we want to be able to sow into them and, and see that happen. We love that. We absolutely love that. Um, and it's going to have to happen. As the church grows, it's going to have to happen. Um, you know, because more and more of you are going to be, um, uh, you're going to be needed to, to step into things, to, to look after these people that are, that are coming. Um, one of the cool things that I've just had a couple of conversations over this week, uh, we've got such a heart for, um, I guess, for the marginalized. And, and, but 
at the same time, we're very aware that Jacinda and I, we can't start a whole bunch of things out in our community because we've just only got limited capacity of how we can spend our time and energy. And, um, and so many, I've just had about conversations about four different people over this week that's just sort of saying like, oh, we've just got such a heart for the, for the marginalised, for those that are, um, are just struggle to, to do life well in society. And uh, some of them end up on the streets and some of them end up in tough situations. And, but that's God's heart. That's, you know, that's God's heart for people. And so I'm excited to see what that'll all, um, all, all look at. Now, let me tell you a couple of other things that, as we grow, one of the things that uh, the pastoral leadership team have said, this is so, so key for us going forward, is uh, we've got to be in sowing into our youth. And so we have got, um, starting this year, starting this week, we have got Coast Vineyard's very first um, staff youth coordinator, which is Rebecca Liddy. Come on up. Come on up. I've known this young lady all her life. Mm-hmm. Um, and and have been uh, in have been a, a big fan, a big admirer of the the, the just who God has um, made her to be, just the the gift um, the gifts that He's given her, but also just her, her watching her growing passion for Jesus and for and for making a difference and serving Him. So, so I'm just going to give her the microphone very quickly, and she can say hi and um, say a bit, a few bits and pieces. Hey everyone, um, if I haven't met you, I'm Rebecca. Um, I'll be really quick, don't worry. Um, this year, I have been given the opportunity to lead some of our, all of our high schoolers, hopefully, um, and I'm so excited about it. Like, I am so pumped for this year. It's going to be amazing. Um, our young people in this church are incredible people. The few that I've gotten to know, um, I'm just, I just think they're insane. I just, I'm so excited for this year. I don't think you understand. Um, and I really, really want to get to know more of them. And um, we have some amazing um, leaders and, um, yeah, who also have the passion for leading young people as well. So it's not just me. We've got a bunch of people who really, really want to see um, the high schoolers in this church grow and flourish and do well. And, um, yeah, so that's what we're going to try and do. Um, I'm, yeah, we've got some awesome stuff planned for this year, um, East Camp being one of them. And I know that we've kind of talked about it a lot, but if you can get your high schoolers along to Easter Camp, it's going to be, like, it'll just, it'll change their lives. It's amazing. It, it really, it really will. Um, so, yeah, that's me. If you have any questions about anything, um, feel free to chat with me. Um, my contact details, I think, are in the newsletter. Yeah? I don't know. I think they are. Um, or just come up and chat to me. I'm really friendly. So, um, <laughs> and I, I love a good chat. So, yeah, thanks heaps. So, Rebecca's going to be part-time at the church, and um, I'm just sort of watching this. There are just people coming towards us. There's something special happening with our youth, and it's just people are hearing about it, and they're coming along. It's like, it's just different. There's something different about about what's, ha- what's happening here, and it's, it's very, very cool, so we're looking forward to that. Now, we're also looking at um, hiring a, uh, a part-time children's pastor as well. Again, you know, it's, uh, so if that's something that, um, uh, as I say that, you think like, hmm, maybe we should talk. Well, let's talk. Um, again, we just, our young people are just so, so precious, and we just want to be investing and sowing into them. Um, something else, just while we're talking about staff, um, for me, um, the pastoral leadership team and our management team at church have both said that we want, Matt, we want you to be full-time at the church. Um, haven't been, we've sort of been like half-time and then less 
time than that before that, which is, um, uh, but it's just unsustainable, especially with the church continuing to grow and just not able to sort of, kind of needs a lot of my leadership to sort of help us step into everything that's in front of us. Um, and um, I've got to tell you, this is, a, this is a real jump of faith for, for us as a church, you know, just around um, um, a few things, eh? But, uh, but for the for my health to be okay and for the church to continue to push into what God has for us, it's, um, that's what's happening. So, um, yeah, it is. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. Um, again, as we, we're, we're kicking off night church. Now, night church has been sporadic up until, uh, up until this month. We're going to be, in March the 26th, we're going to be kicking off night church on a weekly basis. And it's because we're just, it's a new location. Those, many of you know that we've got the hub which is a venue that we'd probably squeeze about 120 people into there, so no good for Sunday um, mornings. But we're going to do night church there, and it's just another opportunity for, to invite people in to, to connect with what, what's happening here at Coast Vineyard. And um, different location, different time, and we're going to give that a real, a real big surge, and we're going to probably um, invite some of you to say, like, hey, would you want to be part of making this happen. So it's March the 26th is the first one. We've actually got one next Sunday because we've got no Sunday morning church. So that's happening. Um, if we all turn up there, it's going to be a real squeeze, but that's all right. We can handle that. It'll be fun. Um, and, um, and then, but actually officially kicking off on, on March the 26th. And uh, we're going to be starting a new series then. It's kind of a thing that's really good for inviting people into um, and we'll let you know more about that. So night church is kicking off. I know that some of you thought, like, I thought we were going to do something out in, out in Gulf Harbour. I mean, Gulf Harbour is absolutely, like, on our, on our hearts. And we're just trying to, we're constantly saying, God, like, what, what's the timing of this? What are we meant to be doing here? What are we supposed to be doing? You know, we just knew that the, the night church thing was something that, that was, was the first thing that we had to do. But that's just in case you're wondering. It's just like, hey, you talked about Gulf Harbour. What's happened to that? It's just brewing, okay? It's just ticking along. Um, Another thing that God's been speaking to me so so much um, is this whole thing of mission. You know, we talk about we're an army. We talk about um, this whole thing of we're called to be uh, inviting others to into into what, what God is doing, to follow Jesus, to seek and save the lost. Um, and I have to tell you, you know, we kind of just sort of bumble along a little bit with this. And I also have to tell you that I've talked to a whole bunch of pastors. No one's kind of really got this going. <laughs> you know, I figured this out, but um, but we kind of have to. I don't. I love the fact that we are a church that loves serving our community and getting involved and doing lots of different things. I don't want to be a church that just thinks, well, that's where we're going to pour our energies, just because we don't have the courage to work out this whole thing of like, how, what do we do to to actually invite people into uh, into a relationship with God? And uh, I know that for me personally, God's been speaking to me, and um, but you know we've been um, we've got this thing going, me and God, where. Um, I'm going to be sharing, you know, sharing my faith once once a week, um, and um, I'm an introvert, so um, so this is going to be fun, um, and uh, but I'm just going to choose boldness, you know, just choose to step out into it. Um, I just don't want to. I don't want to be someone that um, talks about it but lacks the courage to actually do it. Um, and we, you know, so what are we going to do? Well, we get, let's work it out together. Let's work out this thing together. Let's just work it out. Do we do like servant evangelism when we do something, or like 
healing on the streets is another thing that people have done or do we you know we did alpha last year which was cool we can do it again do we run a big event what do we do and i'll say let's just work it out together let's just work this thing out um but i'll tell you our our sunday services this and night church is a huge part um of my expectation of of mission you know when jesus called his disciples there was his two brothers andrew and peter and it talks about Andrew meeting Jesus and then he runs and finds his brother Peter and he just says, hey, I think I've found the Messiah. Come and see. Come and see. It's just, it was just like a come and see and that's what I hope that we can all do. We can be come and see people. Just come along to church. It's real, you know, they've even, they let you get up and have coffee in the middle of church. It's okay. You can wear your jandals. It's okay. It's okay. Just, just come and see. Come and see. One other thing too is, as we're moving to become this church that's growing from three hundred to five hundred, and um, you know, I'd love to be able to just share all of the little bits and pieces of, of incredible stuff that's happening in the life of our church just to inspire you that, like, you know, God is at work. God is at work amongst us. You will have your own story. But the reality is that as we go forward, it's um, ministry costs, costs money. It's, um, you know, we need, some, we need finances to help us do the thing that God's calling us to do. And, um, and I, know that, I know that a lot of you have had some bad experiences around churches and, and people like uh, and churches and money and that whole thing and, and leaders that have... That have and you just look at it and go, that's, you know, can I just say right now, it's like, that, that's, I am not that, that, if you've had bad, bad experiences, I'm not that person, okay, so don't project that on, on, onto me, you know, we, um, there's, if you wanted to know more about what we believe about money, there's a brochure on the table there, and, um, and I'll tell you, the punchline is, is that, that uh, we, God is, God wants us to become better people, and better people have generous hearts, and, um, and we want people to, you know, we want people to be like, like the people that God wants them to be, if you don't have a generous heart, then you become something that's a bit ugly, to be honest. Um, you know, you've got to work out this, this whole, whole giving thing, um, but money does allow, allow ministry. And you may have recently joined the church and you just think like, oh, actually, it would be good to start giving regularly. Like Jacinda said, a lot of people give regularly to the church with APs and things. Um, but, um, but as we punch into these things, we're getting these staff that we're, we're looking at getting. We've got, um, um, you know, with me going full-time for the church, I'll tell you... Um, I have to say, you know, that as we are right now, the church can't actually afford me to be full-time. So we're, as a, as a leadership team at the church, we're stepping into risk here. And um, personally, it feels pretty scary, to be honest. Um, but it feels like well, we've just got to step into what we believe God has for us. Um, and, you know, we just had a, um, uh, we said someone say to us through the week, did you know that it's, it's actually really hard to give at Coast Vineyard Church. I go, well, what do you mean? He says, well, a lot of churches have, uh, have um, like they pass around offering baskets and it's like it's just a lot easier. And it's like you just don't do that. And so like, so on the back of that, we're sort of thinking like, well, we don't want to make it hard. <laughs> um, um, so we're going to sort of look at what, how we do that. We just want to do, it, do the whole thing around resourcing and finances in a way that just reflects God's heart and, but, it, it, uh, but allows you know, ministry and, and, and the good things to happen here. Um, and 
you're probably thinking as we're going, oh, it's a vision thing. I bet you Matt's going to say, we want you to give money. So we actually want you to give your money. <laughs> um, um, because ministry releases money. Money releases ministry. And ministry releases money. Take it whichever way you like. Let me just finish with this. This is a, just a little story. That just There was a guy that um, a bunch of our young adults just bumped into in, in the course of just doing, doing life. And um, uh, his name was uh, Nicola. He's French, so it sounds like a girl's name, but he's, he's, he's French. And, um, and he just got invited to hang out with some of our guys. And, uh, and then they, got, they invited him. And he started coming along to our young adults group on a Tuesday night. And, um, and in the midst of that, he's just got curious about this whole thing of faith. No faith background at all, you know, church, God, the whole thing. And um, he started to hear about all these people that were like, you know, Jesus is, Jesus is the real deal. And then one particular night, they offered to pray for him, and he said, sure. And they prayed for him, and, and he, something happened. The Holy Spirit hit him, and he was going, like, what is this? I just feel this love. I just feel like I, this is something real. This is something real. I feel this, this thing. And he fell in love with the Holy Spirit. And, um, and then the young adult says, well, let's tell you about Jesus. <laughs> He's like, okay. And then, and then he, he, you know, a few weeks down the tree, he fell in love with Jesus. And just before he headed back to France, you know, he called them up and he said, I want to get baptized. I want to get baptized. And, um, and I'll tell you, this is just one thing, but this is a picture of... Um, of what happens when the church is the church, doing what they do, and seeing lives changed. And uh, and there's a picture of him there. Like I don't know, like three months before that, wouldn't have any any kind of faith a- at all. And look at that, look at that face. You know, and um, there's another another picture there. Eh? But but this is why we do what we do. This is why I leave a job that's you know going like it's a pretty good earning job to be here which is not as good earning job. Um, but it's because it's m- what God is calling me into. It's because I see this sort of stuff. You see lives getting changed. It's just, it's just so, so good. You know, we started as a church that gathered the, the uncommitted, the unconvinced, the spiritually parched, the new to the area. And people came that had given up on church. They, they came, they, they got excited on doing faith and community again. People came along and they found God here and their lives were changed. And, you know, let me, let me just, again, let me finish with this for the third time. Um, the punchline for 2017, 2017, it's pretty simple, is that we're just going to keep growing together, growing in God together. We're going to go and invite others to come on in. And we're just going to be a church with big open arms so that when people come towards us, we just welcome them in. And, uh, and embrace anyone that comes to join us. So I hope you like the sound of that. Um, I sure do. And, um, and I just hope that this year is a year where you're going to join me in this adventure of, uh, of exploring what God has for us and stepping into what God has for us in 2017.